are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Tuesday show for you. I'm going to talk about the Nate Olakoya on Driving with Dave that dropped this past weekend that has made quite the stir amongst entertainment sites. A lot of people have picked up on it, as they should. It's pretty big news. We're going to talk about the Special Forces finale from last night. The coverage of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It, it what I read yesterday was absolutely comical, and it's just funny because these entertainment sites, you can tell, know nothing about the NFL. <laughs> you know nothing about how football works. But I'll explain. And we have a very, very unfortunate story coming out of Disneyland. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's it's funny. And unfortunate, but funny. We'll get to all that momentarily. So Dave Neal, good friend of the show, good friend personally, does a really cool Driving with Dave series that he releases every weekend. Most of his guests have been former Bachelor contestants. He's gotten Corinne on. He's gotten Susie on. He's gotten Rodney on. I mean, the list goes on and on. He's done really well with this. And he's also, this past weekend, had Nate Olakoya on, Michelle Young's ex-fiance. Well, we remember when Nate went on Nick Vial's podcast right after the season ended, and you could tell by his answers, there was stuff he was holding back. But ultimately, you know, they released one of their joint statements when they did break up, and it was like, oh, please respect our privacy, we care about each other. Just as the case with most breakups in this franchise, the further you get away from the breakup the more people are usually willing to talk. And look, this is just like anything else. If Michelle Young in your eyes can do nothing wrong, then you absolutely hated what Nate had to say. And you're like, why is he still talking about this or whatever? Look, they're allowed to share their experience. Just because Michelle might not want to share her experience, she's got a new boyfriend, that's great. Nate's got a new girlfriend, so it has nothing to do with oh, he's jealous Michelle has a new boyfriend. I don't think that was the case. Dave asked Nate to come on Driving with Dave. Nate said yes. And when Nate, when Dave asked him questions, Nate answered them. If you're a fan of Michelle, you probably just don't like the fact that he answered them in a way that made Michelle look probably not like the Michelle you thought maybe she was. But the biggest thing was, and the one that made all the headlines, was... Nate saying they never got the $200,000 that was supposed to go towards down payment. During that finale, remember, they were given a $200,000 check to put toward a down payment on a house. Nate told Dave he never felt pressure to buy a house with Michelle because, quote, I just knew it wasn't going to last. You can't be upset about money that's never touched your pocket. The money never touched our pockets, end quote. Well, that's a very different tone than... Right after the show, he went on Nick's podcast. But that's expected. Very few people are going to be like right out or not, not after the show, after the breakup. Nick had Nate on. And Nate didn't say any of this. He never said, yeah, I just knew it wasn't going to last. He never said that. He said they had their differences. They definitely didn't see eye to eye on things. But he never said, I never thought we were going to last. But Nate, in that same breath, called her out because Young had, uh, Michelle had claimed during 
an appearance on Ben and Ashley I's podcast that she had been crying on the phone with one of the producers asking whether she can give the money to somebody else. And Nate said on Dave's show, I thought that was hilarious. We signed a contract of how that money gets sent out. There was only one way we could get that money if we put a down payment, no ifs, ands, or buts. If you break up or you don't use the money within the first year, neither one of us gets that money. So he basically just said, like, I don't know why Michelle was talking about donating to charity and stuff like that. That was never going to be the case. We could never do that. Um, he claimed Michelle said she did something with that money, and that was, quote, complete garbage, referring to a past statement she made where she said she donated half of the down payment money to charity. This is where I don't know exactly what the wording was. I read you what she said on Ben and Ashley's podcast. She was asking one of the producers whether she can give the money to somebody else. If it was out there that Michelle said she donated half of her money to charity, the 100000 of the 200000 down payment, then that would be a lie. And I think that's what Nate is saying. But is Nate correct? Did, did Michelle specifically say, I took the money, half of it, and I gave it to someone else since obviously Nate and I didn't use it for a house. If she said that, then she's lying, according to Nate. Because according to Nate, the only way they could receive the money is if they used it for a down payment. So that got a lot of headlines. A lot of people have opinions on this. And frankly, it's, again, I don't want to say it's a he said, she said, but it's another thing where you're allowed to tell your truth. Yes, they broke up over a year ago. If your response is, Nate should just shut up, he should never talk about Michelle, she's happy with her new boyfriend, he's just jealous, that's just that's just you being very close-minded and you being a fan of Michelle. Because, I'm sorry, he's allowed to give his opinion on things. Their relationship, clearly, after listening to him on Dave's podcast, was not daffodils and rainbows. It sounds like it wasn't a good relationship whatsoever. I mean, from the get-go, it didn't sound like it was like it didn't even sound like Nate thought that there was a time where he thought things could work out. From the second the show ended, he made it seem like she was a different person. It's his experience. He's allowed to say it. You can't just say, no, you're wrong, Nate, because you like Michelle. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's very not objective. He's allowed to share his experience. Michelle probably won't respond to this. If she does, we'll hear what she has to say. But this seems pretty cut and dry. I don't know why Nate would make up. We weren't be able to touch that money unless we put it toward a down payment, unless he was completely mistaken. And maybe there was something in the contract that he didn't know about. But it seems like he's very well aware that he never saw that money and he knew he would never see it unless they put a down payment on a house. And Nate basically said on Dave's show, I never saw it with her. I never thought we were going to get close yet. This is what I mean when I say when you see these people on the show and you see them on the after the final rose. Remember when they were sitting there up on the couch and everybody thought they were couple goals and everybody was like, yes, my queen. And oh, my God, Nate, Michelle forever. The guy basically said from that point, he didn't think he was ever going to be with her long term. Yet they sat up there and they had to put on a front because that's not the way they sounded. Remember when Jesse Palmer asked them what they or maybe it was Kate. No, that was Caitlin and uh, uh, Tasha that did their season. They asked them, you know, what's the plans? And Nate's, oh no, I'm, 
I'm looking at it or looking at places. I'm going to be there in a couple months. Remember that? So clearly that was all bullshit, which is fine. But don't dismiss people's relationship and how they felt about it because you like the other party in the relationship. Because I know that's what's going on right now. Michelle's fans are absolutely livid of what Nate said on the podcast, on the Driving with Dave. Why? Just answer that question. Why? Why are you mad at him? What did he do? He told his truth. So unless he just flat out lied, which I don't think he did, about the money, there's nothing wrong with what he said. It was his experience. Michelle, whether she addresses it or not, maybe she will, maybe she won't. I don't know. But it's what I say every season about any of these couples or any of them individually. You don't know them. You don't know them from what you see on the show. You don't know them from what you see them post on Instagram. You do not know them. We sat there and watched them on the After the Final Rose look happy as clams. Nate said he was moving in a couple months. Now we find out a year later, two years later, he never even thought about moving to fucking Minnesota with her. So... Clearly, they were giving off a false impression of what was going on in their relationship. It's a really good interview. I know that if you're a, you know, if you're a Nate fan, you probably loved it. If you're a Michelle fan, you hated it. Like, I don't know why people that are fans of the other person can't look and listen to it, an interview and just listen to it objectively and be like, wow, he really went through it and he really makes some good points here. I suggest you listen to it. I thought it was really good, and I thought the guy came across as very honest, very sincere, very self-aware, you know, disappointed that he gets pigeonholed and stereotyped just because he's a tall, attractive man who's got tattoos and he's immediately labeled as a fuckboy. And just listen to the interview. Listen to what he says about it. Maybe you just think he's full of shit. I don't know. He comes across as sincere to me. And I've never spoken to the guy in my life, but I listened to it and I'm like, seems like a good dude. And Michelle just wasn't his girl. Wasn't the one for him. So I suggest go listening to it. It's on driving with Dave, go to Dave Neal on YouTube uh, and check out the interviews. It's really, it's really interesting. Special forces last night, finale night, man, I was wrong. I said I definitely thought Tyler Cameron and JoJo Siwa were going to be the two winners. And somehow, someway, Tom, Nick, and Aaron Jackson would be eliminated or had to medically withdraw. I thought there would be two winners, and it would be those two. If you didn't watch it, mute, fast forward, whatever. You get a two-second warning. One, two. Tyler Cameron, Nick Vial, and Aaron Jackson are your winners of season two of Special Forces. They were the ones that passed. Last night in the finale, JoJo Siwa voluntarily withdrew, which was surprising to me, but I get it. And Tom Sandoval was basically told, you're done. He didn't withdraw himself, but he basically failed the interrogation part of the show, which was last night's finale. It was all about being captured and going through interrogation. And Nick and Tyler and Aaron survived it. Now, we've only had two seasons to go off of this show. So it's a very small sample size. 
And just because you make it through the end and you make it through interrogation, the DSs say that doesn't mean we are accepting you as you know a winner of the season. But we've had two seasons. Last year there were two winners. This year there were three winners. And both seasons, the people that made it through all the way and made it through interrogation, which is the last challenge, have all ended up being named winners. It would be really tough for me to sit there and believe that these people put themselves through all that, lasted the full eight days, went through all these exercises, all these challenges, get to the end, but those DSs say, but we wouldn't take you in our group. Like, it's kind of insulting. It's like, dude, I just put my ass on the line for you guys for the last, you know, little over a week, and I and I don't qualify? You don't think I'm going to be strong enough mentally or physically to be part of you guys or be part of your group? I think it would suck <laughs> if somebody did that. We're, you know, five people have made it through. They've all been declared winners in two seasons. Small sample size, but I'd be really shocked if the DS has said, no, you don't win. We're going to give it to these others that made it through. It's like, wait, I made it through just like they did. So I don't even know if there's going to be a season three of Special Forces. I hope there is. I really enjoy the show. You know, I'm not sitting here saying, fuck, Nick Vial won. I mean, like his ego needs any more stroking, but, um, and I don't know what Nick uh, has said on his podcast about the show and, and whatever. I'm sure now that the finale's aired, he's going to be able to go into it a little bit more in detail about what he went through. I, I, I'm not mad that he won, you know, because I'm just not a fan of the guy. I'm not mad that he won. You know, congratulations to the guy. It's a huge deal. I mean, to go through that, I mean, I give him all the credit in the world. I give Aaron all the credit in the world. I give Tyler all the credit in the world. Even JoJo lasting as long as she did. Surprised she voluntarily withdrew, but she got to a breaking point. And that's what the final challenge of interrogation, which is 10 hours of being interrogated all different ways, it gets to you. And she just decided she had had enough. But really good show. Really good finale, and I hope they bring it back. I really do, and I want to see, you know, which ones can. I mean, it's a show that I absolutely think, like, we know the type of people that just make the rounds on reality shows, and we've just seen them on so many shows. Like, I could see someone like Dennis Rodman on that show. I could see someone like Spencer Pratt on that show uh, or Heidi. I don't think they put both of them on, but I could see one or the other going on it. I think it would be really, really well. I don't see Heidi doing it only because now I, I could see she's got the kids. I, 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 I think it would be easier for Spencer uh, to leave for ten days, roughly, than it would for Heidi. But I want to see a season three. I hope. I hope they've already filmed one, and I don't know about it. I guess I could Google it. Is there going to be a season three of Special Forces? I found one website that just says it's looking likely that the series will return for another season. I don't know what they're basing that on. They're just kind of speculating. It's on ScreenRant.com. But I, I don't even know why they're even speculating on potential cast um, members. I don't. Boy, what a crappy article this is. <laughs> Sorry, just scrolling through it. Um, we just don't know. Um, I don't know where this line comes from. After two seasons of incredible cast members, 
Special Forces will be looking for the best of the best when it comes to the cast for the next season of the series. Okay, where did that come from? It's just literally a line. Yeah. I don't know, but I hope it's coming back. I just have no idea if they're going to bring it back and what the basis would be and if anything like that. It's just tough. It's tough to say. We just we're going to have to wait. And, you know, I think maybe that the the fact that there is a um, the strike now, the strike is over, but it did set things back. It is possible that they had some seasons in the can and maybe they did film something in August and September. That's going to air at the beginning of the year, new year. Not sure, but. Time will tell, and I'll let you know if there is going to be uh, another season because I definitely want to see one. You know how I've been talking about the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift coverage by the entertainment sites, and it's just so overblown and so over the top and so ridiculous. Uh, What I saw yesterday might take the cake, but I feel like I say that at least once a week. So Taylor is done with international tour until February. So she's back in the States. Expect her to be at probably every Kansas City Chief home game through the rest of the year and in the playoffs. But um, this was an insider claiming Taylor and Travis have the next few months completely laid out. They have very detailed plans coming up while she she's on tour and he has games. Okay. A third insider added that Travis has already started Christmas shopping for gifts and has some really special surprises in store for Swift. What can, what can you get the woman who is literally a billionaire? <laughs> What's he going to get her? A Build-A-Bear? What's he going to do? Hey, here's a Tiffany's necklace. Like, great. Throw that on the pile of my other, you know, my other, my jewelry stand with my other 50 Tiffany nef- necklaces. I know it's the thought that counts, but <laughs> talking about he's already started his Christmas shopping and he's got some surprises in store for her. But this one, this is my favorite line, and it goes to show how little Us Weekly or any of the entertainment sites know about football seasons and how they work. Their connection is off the charts, and they can't wait to celebrate together, the source said, noting that the twosome have hopes to squeeze in visits with each other's families before taking a romantic getaway together. Can I just tell you something? Us Weekly, People, EW, who's ever reporting stuff like this. Travis and Taylor are not taking any romantic getaways in the month of December, nor are they taking any romantic getaways in January. Travis Kelsey plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have a game every single weekend. If you don't know the NFL schedule, for the most part, games are on Sundays, off days are on Tuesdays. And then you have practice the rest of the week. He ain't going on any vacations in season. He already got what you get one bye week. And that bye week, he went to Argentina to watch her perform. He's done with that. He doesn't have a bye week until their season is over. Unless, unless the Chiefs get the one seed in the AFC, then they will draw a bye. The first round of the playoffs, they won't play. That's still up in the air. He can't possibly be making plans saying, oh, we're going to be the one seed. I'm going to have this week off. He doesn't know that yet. The Baltimore Ravens are 9-3. and three. The Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are all 8-3. and three. 
there's six games left in the season for those three teams. The Ravens have five games left. And the Ravens lead the other three by half a game. To say you know you're going to be the number one seed with six weeks left is impossible. There's too many good teams in the AFC. So them saying whatever dorky source told them they're going to they're planning a romantic getaway. No, they're not. Not in December, they're not, which is what this insinuated that, oh, holiday season. They're so excited to spend time with family and plan a romantic getaway. They're not going anywhere. He literally has to work every day of the week outside of Tuesdays. I don't think they're going on a romantic getaway on his off day on a Tuesday because he's got to be back at practice on fucking Wednesday. (laughs) Idiots that don't know anything about football. I mean, look, he lives in Kansas City. It even talked about they're going to probably spend a lot of time at her home in Tennessee where she owns a $2.5 million, 5,600-square-foot home, added a fourth source. Exactly when is he going there? He lives in Kansas City during the season. What do you mean he's going to be going to Tennessee? You're going to practice during the day. Wednesday he's got practice. You're going to fly to Tennessee for the night, and he's got to be back at practice on Thursday morning. These people are so dumb. They know nothing. Nothing. But hey, keep the pipe dream alive, people. And we end with this story, an unfortunate story coming out of Disneyland this past Sunday. Just after 1.30 p.m. this past Sunday, officers at Disneyland responded to assist Disney security with a guest who had removed his clothes and was naked in or near the It's a Small World attraction, Anaheim Police Department said. Upon the officer's arrival, they arrested a 26-year-old man for indecent exposure and for being under the influence of a controlled substance. No way! A naked man who had exposed himself on It's a Small World was on drugs? I thought that was completely normal to do. Footage shared on social media shows the streaker fully nude in the water canals near the entrance to the ride. Other videos show the man walking around the ride sets and touching its animatronics wearing only shorts while jingle bells played in the background. One video people can you can be heard people can be heard yelling please stop and sit down while other guests voice concern for the man that he's going to break the ride's props. He looked out of it He just didn't look like he knew where he was. He looked worried. My friends and I had seen him, and I just looked like he was going to jump on us. Man, how fucked up do you have to be to go streaking at It's a Small World? Wow. I mean, look, personally for me, I think It's a Small World's a little bit overrated. It's literally a nothing ride. It's not a ride. It's a, what do you call it? An attraction? You're in a slow-moving boat where you just see different countries singing It's a Small World. I, I, it just, trust me, I think there's 20 better attractions at Disneyland that, other than It's a Small World. But I guess it's like one of those things you got to do just to see once. But something that you would go on and on again and again and again, no. Especially is some dudes out there whipping it out, running around and 
hanging out on It's a Small World. And when I say hanging out, I mean really hanging out. Let's just say he's probably not ever getting back into Disneyland ever again. And rightfully so. It's bad enough people might have to endure It's a Small World being stuck in their head for the rest of the day after going on the ride. Now they've got this etched into their brain of the streaker running around playing with the props on It's a Small World while his pants are at his ankles. Yeah. Not good stuff. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review Sports Daily coming up in an hour from now if you want to check that out. Again, appreciate you all listening. appreciate you all downloading the show. And we keep this thing going. We're coming up on the end of the year, coming up on close to 18 months that I've been doing the Daily Roundup. So thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.